Hey, I'm Emily. And I'm Emily. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Coming Up Roses. Hey guys, I am coming to you this afternoon from the parking lot of my school's library. I'm having one of those days where I'm kind of rushing around on campus and working late and all that kind of fun thing. So today's podcast topic is quite ironic, but today is all about checking in. Do I need a mental health day? And the term mental health day might not be common for everyone. I think it's become very popular, especially in education um, settings or with like millennial age. I guess I'm technically Gen Z, but I'm also on the cusp of millennial. I'm a Gen Lineal or Millizy, I don't know. But mental health days were not something I'd ever heard about until I came to college. I think I unconsciously would do little mental health days. There were a couple times my mom would let me skip dance when I had a bad day in elementary school um, or in high school when, you know, went through a breakup or a fight with my boyfriend. I would skip first hour because I think it was like an easy class and then I would go to school. But my university dance department gives us mental health days the Monday after our show. And so that was the first time I'd ever heard that term and I really just treated it like a regular day minus dance classes. So I tried to get more done. I tried to do more homework and more projects and hang out with more people instead of just like leaning into this idea of a mental health day. And in different conversations I've had with friends, in different books I've read, podcasts I've listened to, I think mental health is starting to finally be treated like physical health, just like you should go to the doctor regularly for conditions and checking in. You should go to therapy regularly, and that's something that I'm trying to lean into this year. But I actually, on Monday, took a mental health day. Some of you may know the Super Bowl was this weekend, and it is not because of the Super Bowl that I took a mental health day, um, nor did I take a day of mourning for the Chiefs' loss. But Monday just kind of was my point of needing a mental health day. So uh, the kind of my version of a mental health day is not the same as my Sabbath. And I, I'm stumbling over my words a bit because I'm kind of just realizing this myself. And I think it's super important to kind of set the own terms for what your Sabbath looks like. I've talked about that a lot. I actually just listened to John Mark Comer's podcast. If you want to go listen to that, he will talk about it way better than I ever did. But my Sabbath is, you know, limited to no technology. Like I try to set up social media, um, doing things I really enjoy, spending a lot of time with like my community of people not doing homework, not working on grad school applications or job stuff, literally just enjoying the things that I enjoy that like God has brought into my life. My mental health day is more kind of a reset. So my mental health days, I take maybe one to two a semester, kind of depending on how I feel. And I'm sure that will change as I enter a new phase of life in May, but I typically will take a super slow morning and do a very, very long quiet time, like an hour, hour and a half quiet time. 
um, getting in the word, praying. I journal a lot, like just my thoughts. God is just getting really the laundry list of things I really want to uh, spit out there. And then I'll kind of get back on track in the afternoon. Um, and like on Monday, um, I was planning on still going to work. The weather prevented us from doing that. But, you know, that was something, that was a commitment I had made. There were people signed up for my class prior to the weather getting bad. Um, and I wanted to honor that commitment. So by having that slower morning and then having like quality time in the afternoon to tackle my reading for class or working on something for our show this next weekend, um, I felt good enough to go to work. And then I got, you know, got a little gift of not having to go to work either um, because of the weather. So for me, that's what mine looks like. It's different from the Sabbath in that the Sabbath, I just don't do any homework. I don't do any responsibilities as much as possible. And I just really take a day to have fun. This was more like a hard stop, a reset. And I always know I need one when I start getting sloppy. And by sloppy, I don't mean like sloppy, drunk, clumsy, like falling over the place, spilling food on myself. I really mean just in the details because I'm a pretty like organized, um, detail-oriented person. I like to make sure that the night before my lunch is packed, my clothes are set out. I have a checklist of things I need to grab, you know, first thing in the morning. I've got, you know, all my books and changes of clothing I need for the day ready to go. Um, I've got very, you know, set routines. I'm honestly, I'm not a brag, a little humble brag. I'm not a person who's on my phone a lot throughout the day. Like when I, when I have time, I'll get on my phone and scroll like for fun. But when I'm, when I know I have things to do, I don't get on my phone and scroll. And I know I need to take a break when one of two things happens. I get sloppy, like I said, or I lose a Sabbath. And so last week I started noticing myself getting sloppy. I would forget things at home, like my textbook or I forgot my lunch one day. I'd forget my water bottle. I would forget to do a discussion board. I would forget about a, an exam I had. Um, and so just like very forgetful. Um, making rash decisions. Like on Friday I had an exam and I had planned on going home and taking it where I had the resources I could use on my exam. And instead I was very insistent and just suddenly decided I had to stay on campus to take the exam. And then I was flustered because I didn't have the resources I needed to take the exam. We were allowed to use um, one of our textbooks and I hadn't brought it to campus with me because that wasn't part of the plan. And making decisions to go home when I should have stayed on campus and now I'm flustered or to go get coffee when I didn't really have time. And then also being very irritable. I will get irritable the minute I feel overwhelmed or super tired. And that's something I think a lot of us do. Like irritability is an easy sin to fall into when your guard is down. And by guard is down, I mean you're overwhelmed, you're tired, whatever that might be. But for me, it becomes something I I have a hard time even resisting. Like I just fall into it way easier when my mental health is kind of on on E. Um, And then I missed the Sabbath. Um, I had to work on Saturday, which, you know, one shift of work isn't a big deal, but then it started snowing. And so then I kind of got caught up at work doing extra work there and just didn't have my normal, like quality time with God, time in the word, 
you know, time to hang out and do what I wanted to. And I had a really fun day. Um, but then I, you know, I had to go to the grocery store super late to get stuff for the Super Bowl. It just wasn't the Sabbath I needed after the week I had. So Sunday night, you know, the Chiefs lose. Very sad. Um, and the weather was pretty bad. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to even work in the morning because of the weather. Um, and I just decided that a mental health day was calling my name and we get a certain number of absences in the dance program. And so I just decided to use an absence because, you know, I felt like I really needed it. And like I said, I just didn't go to class. And I think the indicators for everyone on needing a mental health day are going to be very different, just like they are in what your mental health day looks like. For some people, it's, you know, having that like mental breakdown crying moment. For some people, it's, I've got so much work piled up, I need a day to tackle it. And that will help my mental health. Like, just as in your day might look different, for some people, it's doing nothing. For some people, it's tackling a bunch of things. Those indicators are going to be different. And that definitely takes time and knowing yourself really well. I would let myself get to a point of bursting into tears in class you know, forgetting my dinner and instead of rushing home to get it or buying something on campus, I would just suffer because I was mad at myself. Now that I'm older, I'm the wise age of 22, as Courtney and I joked, um, I can start to tell when those little indicators of my mental health are starting to pull. And so Monday I just woke up and I dreaded going to work. I dreaded going to class, not because it was cold, but because I just really, really wanted to read my Bible and lay in bed and watch TikTok for an hour and make a good breakfast. And so I did those things. Um, and I think with through trial and error, you start to figure out what those different indicators are. And I think part of my mental health day is intentionally ignoring a commitment with low consequences. Like on this, on my Sabbath, you know, I had to go to work. I wasn't going to be like, Oh, I actually don't want to take this super cool opportunity to have this paddleboard yoga class on Saturdays because that's my Sabbath. Like, there's some leniency there. You know, I give in a little bit in Saturday morning, which means my Saturday afternoon is even more in tune with, you know, what the Sabbath means to me. But skipping class, since I haven't used any absences, and it, I have three to use through the whole semester... That was intentionally skipping a commitment with low consequences. The consequence is I now have only two absences for ballet and modern. I don't have, you know, an F for that day. I don't, my grade doesn't tank. My professors aren't raging mad at me. It was very low consequences. Does that mean that I might need an absence later and I don't have one? Yes. But ultimately, I felt at, very much at peace with that decision. And I think for me, making commitments is very big and I really want to honor commitments and honor people's time. But one day of me not being in class, honestly, was probably good for my friends because they had more space to dance in the room. And I think it all comes down to the idea that we cannot go at 100 all the time. It is just humanly impossible. And sometimes it is necessitated of us to go full steam ahead, full speed. You know, you've got a really busy week. You have a huge project, a big exam, big proposal due at work, something going on in 
your life that just requires a lot of time and attention. And sometimes it's not even a big thing. Sometimes it's just all the little things kind of hit at once. I always joke that all my every other week things, because I, you know, I have an every other week therapy and an every other week discussion group that will all somehow magically line up in the same week, like once a semester. And we just can't operate like that all the time. And so waking up at the crack of dawn and then coming home super late at night, I sound like a broken record because I feel like I've talked about this on episodes before, but it's so real. Like we, as our our bodies are not designed to work like that, nor are our minds. And so I think if you start to feel those indicators, it is so important to take a step back and really honor those. Um, And like I said, it's, it's going to be very different for each person. And I think this is a great thing to kind of test out, if that makes sense. I'm really big into like trial and error, try out this routine, try out this, you know, mindset for a few days and see how it goes. Cause I think a lot of advice and information you hear is not perfect for everyone. So it does take some trial and error. And when it comes to like what your indicators are for needing a mental health day, what your mental health day needs to look like, I think there is room for trial and error. I like to journal at night and I kind of like to reflect on my day and like how I behaved, how I felt at the end of the day. I visualize my day in the morning you know, what I want it to look like. Did I meet those different things? You know, did I feel positive and calm and encouraging and life-giving? Or did I feel frantic and rushed and upset and frustrated? Um, and so kind of just noticing what things, maybe it's having a super long jam-packed day, maybe having a couple of those in a row. Maybe it's having a ton of homework due in one week and then none the next, and then a ton, you know, that kind of back and forth. And just start to become attuned to what those different things are for you and maybe try taking a mental health day you know if you have a morning where you don't have class or you don't have work yet or it's your morning off and typically you would try to cram a bunch of things into it try taking it off and just giving yourself a break having a slow morning getting in the word reading a good book getting on tiktok like i did (laughs) making breakfast or maybe if it's an evening that you usually spend trying to make up for lost time you know maybe take that as your mental health evening and start to kind of figure out what looks best for you because I think this is something that we should all incorporate into our mental health toolkit um it's not something you need to pull out all the time this is going to be like the world's worst metaphor it's not the hammer or the screwdriver that you probably need all the time it's that specialty tool that you bring in for super big projects um that was an awful metaphor but I was really thinking about it in my head on my drive over here and thought it would be good to include so here we are with that metaphor but it's true this is not something I don't have a mental health day every week like I said my sabbath and my mental health days are very different things nor do the mental health days my professors provide always look like my mental health days that I give myself. But my big thing for 2021 has been to treat my mental health like my physical health and to be super brutally honest with myself and with God about where I'm at mentally. I mean, he knows, but sometimes it's good for me to acknowledge that I'm telling him because this is the year that I want to be less anxious, be less frantic, Be less disheartened by the little small things that go wrong throughout the day. 
Um, And while therapy has been super great, while putting myself in community has been absolutely amazing, slowing down and putting those different spiritual disciplines that force you to slow down have been amazing. I think there's, it's still not a perfect system. I do all the things that I am, that I've built into my life to force me to slow down. And my mental health has improved because of my Sabbath, my slow morning routine, getting in the word, being in community, taking time away from my phone, being strict with myself about, you know, my own needs. Even with all those great things, even feeling pretty good overall mentally, I still like needed, it was a necessity that I take like six hours off and just do things that I wanted to do on my time. So I think the overall moral of the story is to just stay in tune with what your body needs. Stay in tune with what you feel like the spirit is telling you. I mean, I woke up that morning and I was like, I'm not even being dramatic about the Chiefs losing and the cold. The spirit wants me to stay home. Um, And really leaning into what your needs are, not what the cutesy mental health days look like on social media. Because a bubble bath is great, but a bubble bath does not cure anxiety. And I want to put that on a sweatshirt. But this is a pretty short episode because, like I said, I'm literally just out in my car about to go into the library and tackle some homework um, on my little break before work. But I hope this advice helps you in taking in, taking a step back and looking at your own mental health, checking in with yourself, um, and implementing this into your mental health toolkit. I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, feel free to DM me or reach out to me however you feel best to get some advice on this, get some counsel, get some wisdom, some horror stories of, you know, freshman and sophomore Emily trying to take care of her mental health. But I hope to do more episodes like this as I kind of learn some different things and try some different things out. So I will see you guys next week for another episode. Love y'all.